Got some beautiful faces in here tonight. Love seeing the new faces. It's wonderful. But, bef- but a few weeks ago, Pastor Kyle asked me to deliver a message tonight. And that as soon as he asked, I already knew what message I was going to deliver. It's a message I had done a while ago, and so I had been given bits and pieces of it, but I had never given any of it in its entirety. And I thought, yes, this is it. I'm going to do it. So I sat down, and I was going to tweak the notes a little bit, but I couldn't. I pulled it out. I read over it. And it's like always something came up that I couldn't quite focus on this particular message. Life got in the way. You know, kids, job, husband, hurts, pain, kids, job, husband. We all go there, right? I said kids more than once. I think I said husband, but anyway. (laughs) I was so distracted. I could not get focused. Of course, you know, sometimes we all label it OCD, ADD. I needed H-E-L-P, and all I really needed to do was focus on G-O-D, right? (laughs) That's, That's what we always need to do. But you name it, I was distracted by it. Distracted by chaos. Thank you so much, Lee, for the word that you shared earlier. And that's what I'm talking about, how funny it is, how God puts things into plan. He puts things into motion. And he started way before we got here tonight, but it was confirmed by the word that you delivered. Praise God. It's hard sometimes with life. If you're breathing, you're living. And in order to live, you have to do. And sometimes we do too much, and then we involve ourselves in too much. Anybody relate? I realized once my focus became Jesus that the message I thought was not the message he wanted me to share. Praise God, in the midst of my junk, a.k.a. living life, he gave me the title of a new message. Not the message, but the title. I wrestled with it for a few days, and then I gave it to Pastor Kyle, but still no message. I'm like, really, God? You give me the title, but what am I going to put with it? So finally, I made it a point to set aside one day to focus on the message. And guess what? I still couldn't. I know I'm speaking to some of you tonight, aren't you? This, This happens to you quite a lot. I blamed everything around me why I couldn't focus. Noise. The kids again. The dogs, my neighbors, my eyesight, my feet, my kids. For some reason. We always want to blame the kids. Why is that? I even blamed Pastor Kyle at one point. (laughs) Saying he didn't give me enough time. He was taking this whole coming alive in Christ thing way over the top. (laughs) But I knew I was dealing with something on the inside. Then God spoke to me. He said, why did you say yes? Did you say yes to give me glory or did you say yes to whine and complain about how you can't do it? Boom, dropped the mic. Yeshua got me told her. The moment I began to focus on Jesus... And who he is and not the message or everything else around me. His message was received loud and clear. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight's message is Christ over chaos. 
Christ over chaos. There are many times in our life that we choose chaos over Christ. Circumstances. Financial issues, marital issues, past hurts, current hurts, offenses, disobediences. All of this can contribute to a chaotic life. But God, God never intended for us to live a life of chaos. I read once that God created an ordered universe. Now you see why she had no idea what I was preaching tonight. Did you see how the overflow came over? Praise God. That's the God we serve. Overflowing. In the definition of chaos is basically that. Out of order. Anything not in order. Order means arranged, controlled, organized, disciplined. Don't believe me? Genesis 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. It doesn't say He created chaos. In verse 3, He said, Let there be light. He didn't say, Let there be chaos. God set the world as we know it into motion in six days. And sometimes I can't even get my laundry done in six months. I don't know why that made me laugh. Probably because it's true. Everything was created to submit to God's authority. 1 Corinthians 14.33 says, For God is not a God of disorder but of peace, as in the meetings of God's holy people. When studying this scripture, Paul was speaking to the church and how it operates. Disorder and chaos contradicts the very character of God. He is peace. John 14, 27 says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Mm, That's good. Drop the mic. I can stop right now. In other words, the peace that He, the great I Am, gives you remains in you forever regardless of your situation. This peace knocks down every trouble before they come. This same peace is referred to in Philippians 4, 7. Come on, you're going to get excited about this. It says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. Let's focus on as you live in Christ. As you live in Christ. To live in Christ means you are in relationship with Him. All of Him. All of Him. Say all of Him. There you go. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians 14.33. He is not the God of disorder, but of peace. Order equals peace. Mm. That's good. That peace, that order was defiled the moment sin entered in. 
In Genesis 3, man rebelled against God's order. They broke the connection and they were assigned with protecting and maintaining order on earth. But instead they were invited. They invited what? They invited chaos. Sin equals chaos. I said it, let me say it again. Sin equals chaos. Colossians 1.20 says, And through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. That's good stuff right there, right? Christ's blood on the cross, the ultimate sacrifice made peace an action. The ultimate sacrifice made peace an action. That's my God. That's your God. Jesus is greater than chaos. Say it with me. Jesus is greater than chaos. Jesus is greater than everything today or tomorrow that's going to come at you. He's greater than all of it. He's greater than any obstacle that you may face. No matter what's coming against you, God is greater. I'm going over things to help you to understand. To choose God. Choose Jesus. Choose Christ. Choose all of it. Over the chaos. It does not define who you are. Choose Him first. Surrender to His authority. And seek a relationship with your Abba Father. Don't seek a relationship with the chaos that surrounds you. Seek a relationship with the one I just told you about. You know, the one that shed his blood on Calvary? Yeah, that one. <laughs> Psalm 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. Wow. Always ready to help in times of trouble. Jesus is greater. Say it with me. Jesus is greater than the chaos. Yes, he is. He wants to do great things in you and through you. Let me say that again. I think that's should, right? God has a plan for you. He wants to do great things in you and through you. Stop listening to the voices of chaos and learn to listen to the voice of Jesus. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he wants to put anything in your path that's going to keep you from pursuing Jesus and from doing the things that Jesus has called you to do. Shut out the voices. Place your trust in him as your Lord and Savior. Jesus is greater than the chaos. Say it again. Jesus is greater than the chaos. Some beautiful faces. I'm sure a lot of y'all probably come in tonight and was dealing with some stuff as you came in. 
It could be something simple. It could be the our kids pastor trying to mangle all the kids around and, and get them. But, you know, I still had to focus on, on the message and Jesus. And I was struggling. And, and Pee Wee, he motioned for me to come over here. And he said, you need to get focused. And I thought, how funny is that? My message is Christ over chaos. And I'm over here dealing with the chaos. And all I had to do was put my mind on who Jesus is and let everybody else do what God has called them to do. Sometimes we got to take our hands out off of stuff. We pray for God to put his hand on it, but then we'll put our hands all in it. I know that hurt somebody. I'm sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> chaos, we all deal with it. We sometimes can choose chaos in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> mm, dropped the mic. I dropped it on somebody's toe. I think my own, because that is a skill I'm currently working on myself, if I'm being real with you. Sometimes our desire to help and to serve is motivated by our own pride. For me, when I finally began to walk in who God had called me to be, I didn't want to say no to anything, and I suffered from not saying no. My family suffered. Those closest to me suffered. And if I'm really honest with you, because I had my hand in so many things, none of it was at where it should be because I was surrounded by chaos. My fear of letting everybody else down was greater than my faith in who Jesus is. For so long... So many people around me, the voices told me, I can't do the things that God's called me to do. And my pride came in and I said, watch me. But I said, watch me with the wrong authority. And then I got weak. And I was tired. And I was complaining about how tired I am. I can't do this. <laughs> exactly right. I couldn't. But the moment I allowed Jesus to be my focus, I began to understand who I am in him. And that's the same for each of you. God has called every person in here for a greater purpose. Don't let your pride hinder you from walking in that purpose. Christ over chaos. As I always say, the enemy is a punk. I ain't putting up with his junk. Somebody can make me a t-shirt. I will wear it. <laughs> Sometimes our people-pleasing attributes hinder our ability to only work in accordance to what is pleasing to the Father. But God wants us, no matter what, to choose Christ over chaos. Sometimes choosing peace over chaos is choosing to step away from the distractions around you. Like earlier. Sometimes you got to step away from those extra social events. Over committing yourself. And maybe even disconnecting from reading or listening and watching things that don't strengthen your relationship with Christ. TikTok got to go. 
But sometimes it's funny. But you got to put your focus on Christ. Your focus and, and relationship on the Father is greater than the funny things they do on TikTok. I want you to think about Mary and Martha. Everybody knows the story of Mary and Martha, right? I bet a lot of us in here can relate to them. I'm going to read. This is good. I love Mary and Martha. I just want to hang out with them. Luke 10, 38 through 42, it says, As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Can't you just hear her doing that? I think I've done that. Anyway, tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, Dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it. And it will not be taken away from her. Good for you, Mary. You go, girl. Mary chose to sit at the feet of Jesus. And make him her restful and peaceful place. Those in here right now with the Martha mentality just rolled their eyes at me. I did internally. <laughs> yes, God's time is most important. But life still has to be lived, right? Food has to be prepared. Dishes, pots, and pans have to be washed and put away and take out bags or take out bags thrown away. <laughs> If I'm honest. Never ending laundry. God, that just keeps coming up. I hate laundry. Y'all need to pray for me. I need delivered from laundry. <laughs> I see y'all where it's like, yeah, girl. I see you. Praise God. <laughs> Kids have to be taken care of. Husbands and wives need quality time. Emails to be answered. Text messages needed responses to. We need to spend time with our friends. Our kids' schedules need planned. Our 500 ministries we've all signed up for need attention. Then we're supposed to exercise. And then you want prayer time. And then the pastor wants to do house gatherings and do life together as a family. Did I ever mention laundry? <laughs> How is all this possible, you're probably asking. I mean, when you think about our schedules on a daily basis, it's a lot. None of this is possible without first spending time with Jesus. I don't care how many piles of laundry you got. That doesn't define you. It doesn't define me, thank God. <laughs> Jesus wants you to come sit at his feet. Come sit at his feet. Spend time with him for a while. Maybe it's just a few minutes a day that you really need to press in. 
give him the honor and glory that he deserves. Maybe it's on your drive to work, focusing on how good he is. Maybe it's sitting on the edge of your bed, giving him praise before your feet even hit the floor. I've noticed that the more I focus on what's not done or what needs to be done, the softer God's voice becomes in my ear. My life becomes more focused on the to do than this to just be. Anybody relate? And I know I'm probably being repetitive, but I want you to get it. The things that God's revealing to me about myself, I know there's other people in here struggling. Putting Christ over the chaos. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. I will be honored throughout the world. I will be honored. In other words, it doesn't say I will be honored after you put this first and that first. I will be honored. Regardless of your doing, God deserves all honor. He deserves all glory. He deserves your time no matter the amount of chaos that surrounds you. Even as you battle a full day of VBS, God deserves all honor. Praise God. And we gave him that honor yesterday. A group of people came together to share the name of Jesus with almost, what, 25, 30 kids? We've got to share with them about how they can go out and spread the name of Jesus. We got to love on them and show them what communication, how it works, and maybe not always the best, but we were working together, glorifying one another, encouraging one another, uplifting the body. We were choosing the, what God had called us to do over us being tired. <laughs> Christ over chaos. I have a confession as I was writing this message. My house was in complete disarray. And if you know me, you know that I like things in a certain order. As I looked up from my computer, I noticed my pillows were all in the floor. And I cannot stand it when my pillows are not nicely, you know, like HGTV set up. You know what I'm talking about? You just got the in there. I can't stand that. But as I'm writing this message and I'm becoming filled with the Spirit and God is just pouring out of me, it didn't even bother me. And guess what? I didn't even get up and fix them. I think they're still there. And I wrote this two weeks ago. I'm not sure. <laughs> Praise God. But you know, none of that defined who I am. It didn't matter that my shoes were scattered everywhere. There were dishes in the sink. There was nothing in order. But yet while I was typing, I became enthralled with the presence of Jesus. I realized that at that moment I was choosing Christ over the chaos. That chaos is what I thought was chaos. And God's like, mm, really? Chaos is not just the things around us. 
Chaos is anything distracting you from a relationship with Jesus. That's the part I want you to get. Chaos is anything distracting you from a relationship with Jesus. When you focus on more, focus more on what's against you than you do who is for you or what's for you or who's for you, you are placing trust in yourself. Stop focusing on yourself and your need to control. I know that's me. That need to control. We need to release and simply say, Father, here I am. I trust you and only you. All of this is reflected in this little battle. Y'all probably heard about it. David versus Goliath. Goliath is greater than David in the beginning, right? That's what they want you to think. Goliath went into battle focused on what he could do, on his strength, on his desire. He even mocked David at the beginning of the battle. Oh, but David. <laughs> 1 Samuel 17, 41 through 46 says, Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David. By the names of his gods. Come over here and I'll give you your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine, mm, come on. You come to me with sword, spear, and, a, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. The God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head. Come on. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people. But not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle and he will give it you to us. Come on. God plus David is greater than Goliath. God plus David was greater than Goliath. Goliath was focused on himself and what he could do. But David was focused on what God had called him to do. Praise God. Who I'm about to shout. <laughs> when you choose Christ over chaos, say it with me again. There you go. You're making Christ over chaos. It's your battle cry. Going into war against your enemies. You see, David's focus was never the chaos around him. I mean, a giant and an army around him. That's a lot of chaos. But David chose peace over panic. Faith over fear. And most importantly, Christ over chaos. The enemy wants you to think that you're defeated. He wants you to think that that ministry that God has given you, that's just not going to take off. It's not going to do very well. He wants you to shut up. Go sit in a corner. 
But God has called you to battle. He has called you to fight. He has given you all the tools that you need to defeat the enemy and the voices that he hands over to you. Don't take it. Shut the enemy up. Ooh, I'm, this is getting good. I know y'all are thinking, man, we're going to get to eat somewhere tonight and I have to go eat Mexican. We can go somewhere else. <laughs> I'm still going to eat Mexican. I don't care what time we get out of here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, thank you. When you choose Christ over chaos, this is where it's going to get good. I want y'all to get focused in. You got your feet ready? You ready? When you choose Christ over chaos, chaos is chased away. When you choose Christ over chaos, families thrive. When you choose Christ over chaos, broken marriages are restored. When you choose Christ over chaos, children grow up knowing who they are and whose they are. They become part of God's army. When you choose Christ over chaos, lost people are found. When you choose Christ over chaos, churches are planted. When you choose Christ over chaos, apostles prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are equipped to go out and spread the name of Jesus. When you choose Christ over chaos, I ain't done yet. We still got some more stuff to call out. When you choose Christ over chaos, here we go, godless politicians lose their job. When you choose Christ over chaos, come on, abortion is no longer part of our vocabulary. When you choose Christ over chaos, homelessness is no more. When you choose Christ over chaos, chains of addiction are broken. When you choose Christ over chaos, peace will flood the lands and others will see who the true king is. The enemy flees knowing victory has already been won. Christ over chaos. Oh, that Pentecostal coming out. As I'm preaching, as I'm teaching, as I'm talking, whatever you call it, I'm telling you, I can feel this water just flowing over me. It's time that we take our place, family. It's time that we put the enemy in his place. Put him under your feet. Stop letting the chaos wreak havoc in your life. You are more than the chaos. God has called every person in here for a greater purpose. Stop letting the enemy rob you. Do you understand? Woo. Sorry, I didn't mean to get excited there. Y'all might want to move over. I might, might run a pew. Some of you are like, what? (laughs) I encourage you tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much. This right here, this young man right here. God's called him for a greater purpose. God's called every child in this house for a greater purpose. I know sometimes that it's hard to focus when the kids are around. This is why I'm talking to you about choosing Christ over chaos. The kids need to be in here. They need to see us worship. They need to see hear us praise. They need to hear the word coming from the pastor that's up here. From those talking about tithing. Those giving a prophetic word. They need to understand it so when they go out in the world and the world tries to tell them who they are, they can stand up and say, nope. That's not who I am. Bring them kids in here. Love those kids. You're going to be a pastor someday. Got the pastor's heart. I love that. Kellen, where's Kellen? He's got a pastor's heart. 
He is so good. He is so good. You know, I was kind of fearful coming in here tonight, and I realized why. It's because the enemy didn't want me to share a word that was going to encourage you to seek a deeper relationship with your father. As chains are falling off of you, honey, they're falling off of me. I want everybody in a little bit, when I tell you, I want you to stand up. Not now. I'm talking to y'all like my kids. I'm sorry. There's going to come a point where I just want you to step out and say, enemy, you don't have me. We'll get there. Hold on. (laughs) I encourage you tonight to let go of the chaos. If you say, I don't know how, the first step is prayer. Talk to God. Praise God. We are part of a house that wants you to grow in Christ and live in peace. We are here to help you. If you have something as simple as a disorganized garage or laundry, (laughs) that is hindering you, ask for help. We're here to help you. We don't want something as simple as laundry to keep you from focus or making you feel that you're less than. Because you're not. You are more than enough. You have a lead pastor, Pastor Kyle, who wants you to thrive in your walk with Christ. And there are many leaders in this house that are here to encourage you and uplift you. As Devin comes up, and as the prayer leaders come up, I don't know if they have a prayer team tonight come up, to come up, Lee, whomever needs to come up. As they come up, I want you to reflect on what chaos you need to release. I don't care how simple it is. If it's discouraging you, if it's hindering you, even if it's a word that you've spoken against yourself, if it's words from other people you've allowed to penetrate deep, let it go. It doesn't define you. You are beautiful. Every person in here, you are beautiful and you have been created for a purpose. I wish you could see what I see. I see so many people in here tonight. Some of you have been battling some things. Some of you have not been understanding who you are. And you've allowed the chaos to overtake you. I want you to stand up, everybody. When I count to three, I want you to stomp your foot down. And when you stomp that foot down, I want you to say, I take my place in the name of Jesus. On the count of three, one, two, three. I take my place in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Christ over chaos.